What is up, people? You are listening to another episode of the Imperial Broadcast. Uh, back from another short hiatus. Um, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in again. This is a very special episode, as I'm sure you guys all noticed from the title. Um, uh, it's, of course, uh, The Mandalorian has returned. So, I'm your host, Shamari Stewart. Glad to be back. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Kendall Stewart. Kendall, what is up? Uh, yeah. Yeah, like you said, we are back. Um, didn't miss anything, really. I mean, we had the... <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, we had the some of the lead-up to The Mandalorian, you know. We had some, you know, we had some stuff to, to get off the chest, but we weren't really able to lock down a date to record. Yeah. Um, but that Monday Night trailer that we had the week before The Mandalorian, thought about a waste of time. Yeah, thought about doing a show on that. Yeah. Didn't really happen. Yeah, yeah. It would have been mostly negative, so yeah. I'm glad we didn't. We try, to, try to avoid too much negative. Yeah, talk. you know, because this episode would be mostly positive, because we saw the first oh, yeah. episode of Mandalorian. Yeah, and, really, almost you know, all positive for me. Yeah, we'll, we'll have good things <laughs> to say about that, but yeah, it's been been, it's been an interesting week in Star Wars, Shamari. Um, you know, again, a lot of stuff on The Mandalorian, which we'll get to even beyond the episode, some some stuff that we've, that we've been hearing um that should be interesting conversation that should be an interesting conversation um but they also have unveiled recently the the lego star wars uh holiday special coming to disney plus are you excited about that supposed to have uh kelly marie tran back as rose tico um i believe billy d williams is gonna be back i haven't confirmed that but i believe that's what i heard and um you know i mean that should definitely be fun Given you know the history of the holiday special, you know obviously it's kind of it's kind of looked at as a joke in you know in the oh, yeah. <laughs> the life day you know stuff it's looked at as a complete joke. But you know hopefully this gives them a chance Lucasfilm to to change the narrative around the, the Star Wars you know Christmas theme. You know something that's been really much again a meme more than anything right. can now be turned into maybe a positive. Yeah, especially since they're doing it with the Lego. I always love the Lego Star Wars. Yeah. TV, really anything. Right. Whether it be Freemaker Adventures or Droid Tales or Yoda yeah. Chronicles or anything. Remember, we used to review the Freemaker Adventures uh, every Did week. we review? Freemaker? Oh, yeah. I mean, we like, initially, did? yeah. Man, that was a weekly review. Yeah. Boy, I got to go back in the archive. <laughs> yeah, I don't man. even remember that. <laughs> yeah, uh, talk about a deep cut, man. We were We were analyzing. Scene by scene, no, I'm Were we? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, we were analyzing the, the, the episodes initially. We, we right. jumped off pretty quick, but once we realized what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, if you guys want to throw back, go back in the archive. Check yeah, man. Um, but yeah, I think this is, overall, I think this is a good thing. I mean, it's probably more, it's Lego, it's more geared towards kids, and it's kind of very family-friendly, I'm sure. So, yeah, it'll, I mean, it, I think it'll be fine. It'll be fine, it'll be fun. It's good that they have the the cast in, from the sequel trilogy doing it. I think that's awesome. I mean, I know there was, of course, some negativity with regards to some of the cast members in the sequel trilogy, Kelly Marie Tran, Boyega, and, and and others. And so, so I mean, it may I don't exactly know what the atmosphere is like with, with regards to them and their relationship with Lucasfilm. But overall, I think this is this is a good thing. Um, so yeah, I'm a, I'm definitely a fan of this. Uh, Kendall, we also had some news or about some video game, uh, some new a new video game or video games coming out. Yeah, it seems like the EA Motive team yes. is, is is developing a, an action game. They said around Star Wars. So I mean, obviously, you know, the first thing that comes to mind. I don't know, but the first thing one one of the first two things that comes to mind is Battlefront. Battlefront. 
the other thing that comes to mind along with that is Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen Order. And so we know we're getting a sequel of. Yeah, we already know we're getting a sequel of that, so it's not that. But is there, you know, is this going to be some sort of Battlefront spinoff? Is it going to be a Battlefront 3? Seems unlikely, but I mean, it's possible. Or when they say action game, are they saying a game that's more along the lines of a Fallen Order? Is it a Force Unleashed type of game? You know, I'm, there's all the speculation out there, but look, the, 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 the EA contract comes up in 23, 2023. Hopefully Star Wars goes non-exclusive after that. That's that's where my head is at. Hopefully Lucasfilm, no, Disney takes the Marvel approach. Marvel, you know, their games aren't tied to one to one uh, developer. Right. One publisher. And they still they still release great games. You yeah. know, and it's a variety. And a lot of and all their games are great for the most part. At least good, solid. Um and, and they you know, if one if one game is dealing with some shenanigans, you don't have to worry about that with maybe another game in another company. So, uh, hopefully that's the that's the thing with Star Wars. But um, it's certainly exciting. Um, Shamari, I was going to also mention to you that. Uh, so you're you're obviously you're you're anyone who listens to the show consistently knows that you are a staunch staunch fan of the prequels. Yes, and. You are not alone because there is a massive celebrity out there who outed themselves this weekend or last week as also a massive, staunch prequels over sequel trilogy fan. This does not surprise me at all. Do you want to know who that person is? Sure. It is presidential candidate for the United States of America, Kanye West. How did I know you were going to say Kanye West? Kanye West was on the Joe Rogan podcast, Shamari, and he... He, he he broke down how much better the prequels are than the original the sequel trilogy. Well, look, he's right every once in a while. <laughs> Dead okay. clock is right twice a day. Right twice a day. What can I say? All right, he's right every once every once in a blue moon. You get something right. Yeah, man. He's he, the nail on the head. He was like, look, you know, he was like, no, he's like apologies to to the Disney and the Star Wars Lucasfilm, but he was like, those movies, those are George Lucas's baby. He's like, he made those movies, not these new movies. He, he said that... Uh, Kanye's clearly trying to get my vote. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> he, he sees that there's a niche, a niche market out there. He sees the niche market. <laughs> there are one-issue voters that are like, look, I, my only issue is the prequel. <laughs> How did, what's your stance on the prequel? Um, he said he's watched Revenge of the Sith. He said that's his favorite Star Wars movie. So he's watched it ten times so during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to get my vote. Oh man, chalk that up for to me for funniest Star Wars story of the week of the month. Honestly, that's, that's funny. <laughs> that's very funny. I wonder how the uh... look. Shout out to Rebel Force Radio, man. Those guys do a great job. They're, yeah. they're they're very good at talking about Star Wars. I believe they're they're from Chicago or they're based in yeah. Chicago. Yeah, that is true. So I kind of wonder how they feel about this. It's very interesting. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, that's very funny. That's 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 very funny news. Charlie, um, we we accept all all prequel lovers. You know, we yeah, whether we you like prequels, them all to prequels, the prequels, sequels, and then no, I don't want to disrespect the sequel. <laughs> if you out there, you listen, you like sequels. Good. It wasn't all bad. I don't think it was all bad. I don't even think they're overall bad. No, I don't know. If I, like, know? In like, a vacuum, it's like, not like oh, in terms of movie making, I think it's just poor, yeah. bad. Movie. Is sequel trilogy better no. than like the DCEU? Like, yeah, yes. Like I, I. I enjoy in Star Wars. At least Wars. the initial DC, like and, the Snyder DC. And it's Star Wars. It, it, if it has Star Wars on it, I'm going to embrace it. <laughs> right. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to spend money on it. And I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> right. 
it's always about levels of how much I enjoy. But, but yeah, that's that's very interesting. <laughs> it's probably like that's concerning, man. I got to do some soul searching. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. But all right, I think that I think that does it for some of the some of the smaller uh, pieces of news. Yeah, yeah. Let's break down the Mandalorian. Let's jump into man. the big the big. Let's get jump into the steak. Let's yeah, get the, the main let's event. Get the, the dinner. Let's <laughs> yeah, get the man. entrees. Yeah, man. So none of this appetite. Obviously, this is spoilers. If you have not yeah, seen the episode, full spoiler review. Baby Yoda is in it. Spoilers. Spoiler alert. But <laughs> beyond that, you know, if you if you if you haven't seen the episode, we suggest you watch it. Come back. You know, maybe pause this. Go watch the episode and then play. Yeah, enjoy, listen to it while you're playing, while you're watching it's the episode. Fantastic episode. You know, listen to it now and then watch the episode and listen to it again. You know, give us two give us two clicks. No, yeah, yeah, tell, but, your, tell your friends to watch. Yeah, exactly. to watch and then listen to our review. But um, but no, yeah, I mean, obviously, Shamari, this was a uh, this was a great episode, and you know, I think the biggest the biggest thing that the biggest I don't say the biggest takeaway, but like, you know, they come they start the episode pretty early on. With the reveal, really the reveal about what he's he's what he's what he's searching, you know. First of all, that scene in the beginning is really good, fantastic. Yeah, it's a fantastic scene. We see it in the trailer, yeah, in the 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 same five trailers that they released, different times. I don't, I didn't know that was going to be in the first episode, which is a great sign. Yeah, for for many reasons, which we'll go into. (laughs) Right, exactly. Um, but but yeah, that that scene that scene is great. You know, it's your classic kind of western classic. You know, even classic Star Wars kind of scene. Um, you know, also it has the vibe of like, also had that Fight Club kind of vibe. You know, which you know is kind of a trope in, in these in these in, in movies and television nowadays. But you know, it was cool to see. It was cool to see it again. We saw it in the in the trailer, but it played out well when um, when it happened. And again, like you said, positive that that's you know basically the first scene. You know, the scene we kept seeing in the trailer that everyone remembered the first scene in the show. Um, it took up most of the time in the trailer, so so that's a positive. But even beyond that first scene, very early on, they reveal a major character that we had been speculating was going to be in the movie or going to be in, in the show, um, and we knew a certain actor was going to be in the show and was, could possibly be playing him. That actor was Timothy Oliphant, and we get introduced to Shamari's guy, straight out of <laughs> Aftermath, my, my guy. <laughs> Cobb Vanth, who they deem the marshal of the, the town. That's the title of the episode, by the way. Yep, title of the episode. I love it. And, you know, the 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 concept is that the Mandalorian is going looking for... needs to find another Mandalorian. And, to assist him with his journey. Exactly. And he goes to this... He goes to this cantina, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, like... The, the 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 bartender or whatever you whatever you call them in the Star Wars in the Star Wars movie, <laughs> right. the bartender is telling him like oh you're looking for a Mandalorian like you know we don't have those around here but he knows of the guy who's wearing that armor and that guy is wearing Boba Fett's armor and it's it's obviously Cobb Vanth so Shamari remind the people who are listening. You know what the Cobb Van story is. You know, obviously, if they saw the episode, they kind of could piece it together. But being right. people that don't read, haven't read Aftermath, kind of piece together who Cobb Van is for a lot of these people. Yeah, I mean, it's not much of a story. I mean, it was it was a it was one of the interludes in right, the after right, right. in the first Aftermath novel, uh, which wasn't as good. But the interludes were were very good. 
and uh, Cobb Vanth uh, was was featured in one of the interludes. He's on Tatooine. He is kind of just walking, wandering around, and he sees, um, you know, a suit of armor being sold, and he purchases a suit of armor, and it's Boba Fett's armor. It's described as Mandalorian armor, and he and it's kind of left up to the reader's interpretation, but you can kind of piece together that this is Boba Fett's armor. Because, I mean, who else's Mandalorian armor is on Tatooine? Right. Except Boba Fett's armor. Uh, so they they play around with the canon a little bit in this episode, which which had me a little... I wanted to go back and read because I thought it was a little bit different in the book. Because they, they do a whole origin in the episode as well. I mean, regardless, doesn't really matter to me. It doesn't mean a whole lot. I don't know if... I don't think it's... It, it may be contradictory. It may not be. It probably isn't, and I'm just misremembering something. But... Regardless, he buys Mandalorian armor off a bunch of Jawas, uh, which is, you know, essentially the most important part uh, of that. And, you know, I mean, he's pretty much how he's described, how I pictured him in the book. When he's described in the book, I'm like, yeah, this is this is the guy. This is pretty much how I pictured him being described in the book. And 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 Cobb Vanth is is pretty much everything that I that I would have expected. And um, his interaction with the Mandalorian, it just fits the motif of this this kind of scoundrel and the kind of bounty hunter, scoundrel, underworld, Tatooine, Outer Rim, lawless, kind of wasteland kind of vibe of the show. Yeah. It fits it perfectly. And there was a lot of speculation, Kendall, before, um, before the show even aired that that Timothy Oliphant was playing Cobb Van. Yeah, that was, which, yeah. which surprised me. I yeah. was like, I was like, oh, but people think Cobb Van is going to be in be in the show. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, that was that was that was the interesting yeah. part about it. It was like, oh, he's got to be playing Cobb Van. Yeah, I was like, why? He was he was in the book for like five seconds. <laughs> but what people, <laughs> what we knew about Timothy Oliphant, and we talked about it when he was casted. You know, he's not somebody that I'm super familiar with, but you can just tell based off of his track record, his his filmography, that. He was he was he's a guy that his his bread and butter seemed to be westerns, and so that always seemed like a good fit for the Mandalorian. Right. And the character he's playing here, this Cobb Vance character, uh, is the perfect character to be played by somebody who is strong in westerns. I mean, Timothy Oliphant was in Rango, you know, the animated yeah. western. I mean, the guy that that's his bread and butter, and uh, it, it really showed in this episode. You know, he really yeah. fit the aesthetic of the episode. Um, you know, I thought the story was—I thought the story was cool. Like, it reminded me of an episode of Clone Wars in terms of yeah. like, like the the objective and what they were trying to accomplish and the the leaps that they had to go through and the hoops they had to go through to get to that point. Um, you know, I thought that it was—it uh, yeah. it was fifty-four minutes, but it didn't feel that long. I don't. Mm-hmm. Which is a good sign, you know, obviously. Yeah. But you know, it's longer than most episodes, and I didn't, it didn't feel like it. Um, right. I don't know if that's because not much was happening, or if, or if you were just so entertained. Yeah, you know, or if I was just so entertained that it just went, time flew by. Probably a little bit of both, but it was it was it was very good nonetheless. Um, what? How, how did you feel about the Sand People and their role in the episode? I thought the Sand People were cool. You know, I thought it was it was cool to see them. First of all, 
like you pointed out when you were watching, the fact that he could even like communicate with them. Yeah, it's, that's insane. Yeah, it's still insane. Never seen that before. Bumps the bumps Mando up in terms of his level of coolness. Yeah, in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Um, but it also shows you that like it, it it was like it was almost an interesting kind of like social kind of lesson of just like you know you had the you know these sand people yeah and then you had these you know these people on tatooine who they clearly didn't like each other they clearly clearly had been at odds but mm-hmm. then you had this third party that was coming in and you know this 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 there's just wrecking the town and not good for either side and they had to come together i mean it seems like basic one-on-one but honestly this is stuff that you can kind of you know relate to real life in a lot of real life scenarios with some of these different communities and you know it was cool to see like you know mando kind of be the bridge uh between them um and you know it was also it was cool to see uh cobb vance you know realize like look i you know i have this armor i love the armor but uh, I you know I, I I gotta protect the I gotta protect the people of Tatooine, you know, mm-hmm. and I thought I I mean I thought they re- did a really good job, Favreau of kind of kind of showing that, and yeah, um, the, the I thought the 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 effects were really good, um, yeah, you know that the effects could have went off the rails, you know they tried a lot in this episode. Yeah, the effects were fantastic. Yeah, the crate dragon and yeah, and. uh really everything yeah exactly um yeah honestly this this episode with regards to mando's interaction with the sand people and Cobb vance inclusion it felt a lot like um you know honestly it felt the in terms of this journey and what it reminded me of it reminded me of the kenobi novel interesting yeah i could see that because the sand people played a big role in that novel and they were at odds with the the people, the like the the people living on Tatooine, and that was the main conflict in the novel. And of course, Obi Wan being there and having to navigate this conflict, and also having to navigate wanting to remain hidden. And this wasn't from what I've seen in terms of the reaction. People very much liked this episode. It wasn't a super fast episode, which is again, it's also like Kenobi novel. It didn't it didn't go at a breakneck pace, but it slowly built up to your uh, finale and conclusion, and it was still fantastic. And a good, uh, a, a, like a good portion of this show has taken place either on Tatooine or on desert planets in general, and it's been good. Which also kind of goes against the whole Kenobi. Who cares about Obi Wan Kenobi being on a desert planet? You can have adventures on a desert planet and have it still be entertaining. So this episode has been, or this episode was, honestly, I thought it was great from beginning to end. I mean, if I had any critiques, I think, honestly, my only critique, well, I'd say there's there's two potential critiques. First one is extremely minor. It's almost not even a critique. But Baby Yoda was barely featured in this episode. He was very much a background side character, didn't do much, was kind of just there, which is fine. I'm not saying he has to be a main character. It's like, oh, there's not enough Baby Yoda. I'm not going to be that person to say there's not enough Baby Yoda. But he's been such a central character to the show so far. And in this episode, he was very much pushed to the side. Um, Uh, He was, 
You know, I mean, that's a fact. I mean, it's not, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's horrible. You're not wrong. I'm not saying it's awful. <laughs> what, like, what's what's you yeah. know, John Favreau He's thinking? Jump off the ship, ah, you know, not like, enough Baby Yoda. The Baby Yoda, you, you know, know, that's not that's not me at all. I'm not saying that, but trying I'm to just roll saying his beat. The roll the end. Yeah, they put him in the thumbnail. No, <laughs> but <laughs> but I'm just saying. I mean, Baby Yoda was definitely pushed to the side, so some people aren't gonna like that. I'm sure. Right, and also I thought the crate dragon—they only showed its like head and neck. I wanted to see the body. Yeah, I to see how big this thing was. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was just like I, I could tell. I, I could say, I, whenever I saw that, I'm just like, mm, this it looks like budget. Oh yeah, he's noticed the limitations. It looks like budget concerns. <laughs> to me. It's only a head or neck. It's like it's like a slug now. It's not even an actual dragon. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't thinking about that. But I can see, I see your concerns. I mean, on on Baby Yoda, I didn't, I didn't hate it. I, I thought Baby Yoda was utilized in this episode how he should have been. Like the the the. So you prefer this utilization of Baby Yoda compared to last year, <laughs> <laughs> where he's just more. In, what I'll you know. say is, I I like Baby Yoda's utilization when it's utilized like in context of when he should be used, mm-hmm. and I felt like this scenario seemed too serious. For Baby Yoda to, I agree. to insert himself too much. <laughs> you know, I didn't need a Baby Yoda fart well, joke every 10 minutes. Well, I mean, I, I haven't seen any <laughs> Baby Yoda fart jokes. But, yeah. I I, we never get a Baby Yeah, Yoda I know, I know. Yoda. Hopefully that'll never happen. But uh, <laughs> that'll be the end of the, that'll be the end of the Mandalorian. But, you know, like, I didn't need, like, a Baby Yoda, you know, like, it, you know, he was pe- peppered in there at times. You'd see mm-hmm. him in the background, they'd go to him, and he'd, like, kind of make yeah. some face or mm-hmm. do something or, you know, he'd hide or, like, he was there. And, and ultimately, like, the entire episode, that's not what it was about. Right. But, like, the overall thing of the whole series is about Baby Yoda. Or the child. And so, I mean, his presence was there, and his presence was felt... The one thing I will say about Baby Yoda is that, like, I haven't seen The Mandalorian in a while. And it just reminded me of how good he, that the puppet, the puppet Yoda look, looks nowadays. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, you, you compare it to how it looked back in the original trilogy, and it's night and day mm-hmm. you know i mean obviously again shamari as a, as, a, as a prequel guy one of your biggest things was you know the the difference between yoda cgi yoda and oh, puppy yeah. yoda oh yeah and you know <laughs> obviously look i'm i'm one of those people i think i i mean i it's it, it, it pretty it is pretty contentious i as someone who's not really doesn't really prefer any, any of them like you know the the idea of i always prefer cgi yoda. like i don't know i don't know how you could prefer puppet yoda um, but there are those people, just traditionalists, or whatever, yeah. you know, originalists out there, <laughs> Star Wars original. but, but still, um, I, as someone who prefers CGI Yoda, I have, I have to admit that Baby Yoda looks really good. Yeah, and, Baby Yoda looks really good. He's a puppet, but, you know, looks pretty real. Yeah, I mean, and I, and I gave the, um, I gave the sequel trilogy's credit in, ever since I saw The Force Awakens, I was very skeptical. Of the puppetry, and then talking about how much puppetry they used in the Force Awakens, and I was worried. I was like, "Oh, jeez, puppetry." I was like, "Okay, what? Right, yeah. What am I going to be watching? Is going to be watching Sesame Street? You know, am I going to be watching, uh, you know, the Muppets?" But it actually looked really good, and it looked. I was like, "Wow, that looks like a creature that's like right in front of your face." You know, yeah, I was very impressed. So, yeah, Disney, they've they've really. They really raised the bar in terms of live action, you know, uh, preacher design. Yeah. In uh, VFX. So, 
before before we get to the, the final cliffhanger, the big the big you know the big splash the, at the, the end, the the baby Yoda reveal part two. There's <laughs> always the season premiere, <laughs> season premiere crazy reveal at the end. I wasn't ready for it. Like just we'll get to oh, that. No. We'll get to that. But yeah, we'll get we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. But before we get to that, um, did you have any any thoughts on the 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 finale and the relationship between Cobb Vanth and the in the in and Mando and uh, the crate dragon uh, the crate dragon solution that they came up with did you have any thoughts oh on like the last act yeah the last act did you have any thoughts on how the last act went uh, I mean I thought it was a little cartoony um, but like it was fine like it's Star Wars. <laughs> you know, I, mean, yeah, I don't expect it to be like what? Where explain the physics and explain that? Right. You know, like it, again, it reminded me of an episode of the Clone Wars. You know, if sure. it's happened on the Clone Wars, I, I I wouldn't blink. You know, all now that it's live action, I'm not gonna all of a sudden start questioning it. But, um, but like, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was fine. So I mean, I liked it. Um, I you know I don't have many complaints. Again, I thought the thought the the, the effects were solid. Um, and, and it, it, it was, it was a nice positive episode. Again, th- I think there will be more episodes where things don't, don't end, end so positively. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was a nice one to, to kind of start out. It, it, it's not, it was, I don't want to say it was filler, but it was like kind of off the beaten path a little bit. Yeah. You know, which is fine. You know, it, one is, it was fine because of what we got in, in, the, in the cliffhanger, but two, it just kind of eased you back in a little bit. You know, uh, all the people waiting for, uh, and, you know, obviously, you know, the cliffhanger was not Ahsoka Tano. So, you know, all the people waiting for Ahsoka. People waiting for a dark there, People waiting for the Darksaber. The, the Moth Gideon thing is weird. Because Moth Gideon hasn't been, wasn't in this episode, obviously. Wasn't really, hasn't really been featured in the in the marketing at all. No, not at all. I don't know what that's about. I mean, he, we know, he was in, he's featured in the marketing of the first season. And not this season. When he was barely in the first season, I would imagine he'd be in the season more. Yeah, I mean, it's it's possible he's not really in the season that much. He wow, may, he may in a long game. I mean, we know what John Carl Esposito said about like multiple years or multiple seasons. He's excited for three, four seasons of the show. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, with everything that that we know we're gonna get with the with this season, which we might as well jump right into it. Let's jump right into it, man. Let's jump right into it. So. Speaking of things we're going to be getting this season, Mando gives. I mean, uh, Cobb Vanth gives Mando. Cobb Vanth, the Boba Fett gives armor. Mando is uh, the Boba Fett armor, and who do we see in the distance? In the distance, staring down Mando. Tamora no, Morrison. Tamora Morrison himself. Wow. Boba Fett himself in the flesh. Spoiler alert. No, just <laughs> well, all right, come on. <laughs> his agency already confirmed that. Yeah, his agency has confirmed it, which was a huge spoiler. Yeah, yeah man. remember we talked, we we took that as confirmation. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't know it was yeah, coming. We was like, wow. Yeah, okay, you know, you know, Disney must have been upset. Yeah, They're probably mad. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's crazy. We got him. He's he's in. He's here, Kendall. Yeah, Boba Fett is alive, confirmed. They have retconned. They officially retconned George Lucas's <laughs> Star Wars game. Let me remind. Let me remind Kanye West that Disney and John Favreau retconned George Lucas's <laughs> property. They fixed his. No, I'm just kidding. No, George Lucas's Star Wars game is Star Wars game. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, jo- but yeah, yeah, I'm sure George I mean, is fine. You know. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> I'm think sure he's, he's fine. Reaching in his chair or anything like that. But Boba Fett is back. It's official. 
this is i think this is so i have a lot of thoughts about this to start this is fantastic for the show ratings through the roof boba fett is in the show if you like star wars if you watched the original series all right boba fett is so in the how show. many people do you think are gonna what subscribe to disney plus well not, not, yeah, I, don't, yeah, I don't know like, yeah i don't know if it's moving up the subscription number that'd be wild but I was going to say, how many people that watched that episode, that maybe even are Star Wars fans, but not like nuts like me or you or maybe the people listening to the the, the show, how many people knew that that was even Boba Fett? Like, that didn't do a Google search. That didn't do a Google search? Or a Twitter search. You see, who Um, who was the guy at the end of the... I'm sure plenty of people did. Maybe, I'd say maybe like 30%. 30%. Probably. The the other 70%, they probably had no idea. Yeah, or they may find out. Even yeah, they shoot. probably yeah they found out because people don't be so anyone that's not in my in our gen, age generation, you know, kind of twenties to twenties going twenties between twenties and forties. Right. Anyone that's not in that age range had to look it up because everyone in that age range remembers the prequels. Right. And they they may remember Tamora Morrison. If they didn't, then they're probably like that guy looks familiar. Right. You know, so it's probably. So they probably put right. The pieces, that's true. They like, probably yeah. put the pieces together. Yeah. Once you realize cool. he's Jango Fat, you know he's Boba Fett. Yeah. You realize, oh yeah, it's, it's Boba Fett. You yeah. Know, you know. One, one, so they probably put the pieces together fairly quickly. Everybody else probably had to look it up. Right. Everyone else that's not a huge Star Wars fan, which is probably a lot of people, probably had to look it up. Right. Um, but they found out. They so that, and that's why out. this reveal isn't gonna hit as hard as Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Anyone that watched that show. Anyone who watched that show, like, they're, you know, just was losing it after the Baby Yoda premiere. You know, just, just based off of, like, just, again, so many, we've talked about the Baby Yoda, you know, effect, you know, many times in this podcast. But, like, you know, it just hit so many demographics, so many people, everyone knows Yoda, Yoda's one of the faces of Star Wars. So, like, then you introduce a Baby Yoda, and it's like, wait, wait, what? What's happening? So, that, it, like, it's not gonna, this isn't gonna hit as much as Baby Yoda. But, again, when you talk about energizing the Star Wars base, I mean, think about it. For years, we had been talking about, on this podcast, we have been talking about, alright, so, you know, who's playing Boba Fett in the movie? Who's playing Boba Fett in the Boba Fett movie? You know, Kathleen Kennedy, when is she going to announce the Boba Fett movie? We had so many rumors. We weren't really that excited for it, but right. we knew it was coming. We were just like, yeah, Boba Fett, he's a moneymaker, apparently. <laughs> so, at least this year. <laughs> right. so, that they were, so, it seemed like they were resigned to making a Boba Fett movie. Um, but what I think this shows you is how much stock Disney and Iger and Chapik and the rest of the group, I think particularly Iger, I don't know if Chapik, you know, necessarily is doing, has been on all in on the Mandalorian, but particularly Iger is all in on this Mandalorian project and is willing to let them use, and obviously Kathleen Kennedy, is willing to let them use a character like Boba Fett as a product of the show. Mm-hmm. As a side character, the supporting character in the show. I mean, that's that's big stuff. A character that, again could could warrant his own movie. I don't think it would do well. I don't, you know, <laughs> quite frankly, I mean, Solo had struggles, and I didn't think good luck with Boba Fett. But still, um, you know, this is a character they thought had movie potential is now being you know they not even getting his own Disney Plus series as 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 of this point. So. Yeah, I mean, this is huge. I, we've talked about it even when the movie was, was being discussed, that this made sense. Like, him being alive made sense on Tatooine. And every time we talked about the movie, we also said, 
it also makes sense for them to do it after, you know? Like, that's what people want to see, is him after rather than some sort of prequel right? to to, to the to, uh, episode six. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is certainly fascinating. What I was going to say earlier was that I was, I was caught off guard because I didn't think back to, oh, last season we had some crazy WTF reveal at the end. So we gotta get one this season. Yeah, I, I didn't think that. I was all. in the flow of the episode, like all oh, is about to end. Looking at my watch, all right, what time is it? Wow, and is it, it, <laughs> that bad? You know, I'm like, all right. So when when's uh, the holiday special coming out? You know, clearly. You know? And and then I, then you get some money in, the, in lurking in the distance, and it's it, you see these balls, and I'm like, all right. So you know, clearly these guys have kind of been battered and beaten, and it's Tamora Morrison. Wow, I mean, again, crazy stuff. So, Kendall, another thing that came to my mind was, okay, so Boba Fett is in this show. Boba Fett is in this show. So, that's going to eat into a lot of... So, you think that's going to eat into Mando's story, Baby Yoda's story, how much people care about Mando or Baby Yoda's story? How much people care about about really any of these, any of these other, you know, uh, about, um, you know, the, the other characters... In the show, uh, you know, what's the name of Apollo Creed? Apollo Creed. I, I, I still don't know that guy's name. You still don't know his name? Yeah, I, don't I, know if, I don't know if I've ever known always, him. Always, always. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I forgot his name. But, um, I just call him Carl Weathers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. But, um, but yeah, so wasn't it his character? You have, um, and you have, uh, you know, um, yeah, all the other, all the other side characters. No one's gonna care about those characters. <laughs> yeah. Okay, because everyone just gonna be thinking about. Oh, that's what I'm gonna be thinking about. Be like, where's Boba Fett? <laughs> you know, when am I gonna when am I gonna see Boba Fett? And then it, when, if and when, if and when, if, if if and when, Ahsoka shows up. Yeah. Who's gonna care about Baby Yoda? Who's gonna be thinking about the child and where the child is gonna? Who's gonna be thinking about Mando and oh, what's Mando gonna do? I'm gonna be like, where's Boba Fett? When are they getting? So yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, wait, can I watch this show? <laughs> the Mandalorian is great, but can I get a Boba Fett show? Can I get an Ahsoka show? Shamari, <laughs> like, let's just skip to that. Yeah, I mean, you've heard the rumors. Yeah, the rumors are out there, man. Filoni, uh, Chloe Bennett, Afro show. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> getting uh, Gwendolyn Christie back as not Gwendolyn Christie. Uh, what's her name? Uh, I get an Iron Versio show. Iron Versio <laughs> you know? show. Oh. Come on, yeah, Gina Devon, Devon Carr. Um, yeah, look, I mean, it's something we raised. It's a, it's a problem. It's a question we raised coming into this season. That there's a lot of there's a lot of chefs in the kitchen, a lot of cooks in the kitchen with this season. Once, once I mean, we don't even know who Sasha Banks is playing. We, I mean, that's something that's a huge mystery. Um, she could be playing somebody major. I mean, she again, one of the few shots we got in the trailer was of her. We didn't even get we didn't even get uh, John Carl Esposito, and we got Sasha Banks. So, yeah, could you imagine what they would have? What reveals they probably would have showed at Celebration? Do you think what, it would have been bigger? They probably would have showed at at uh, Celebration. So you think if there was a Celebration trailer, it would have had more stuff? Like you think it would have been a better, more like more Easter eggy trailer if it was debuted it, at Celebration? They would we would we would have gotten the probably would have got a trailer the, the extended TV spot probably would have gotten a lot of teases right from right. Filoni, from Favreau right yeah from everybody yeah that would have been crazy oh yeah yeah I mean do I think it takes away from Mando I mean 
I don't think it takes away from Mando because I don't think people watch the show for Mando. As sad as that is. <laughs> like, I don't think, like, he's not the draw. And I think they, I think Disney knows that. I think they're smart about that. I think they know if Mando's not the draw and we can't continue to exploit Baby Yoda because at some point this can't become the Baby Yoda show because that would become ridiculous. And so they, they know Mando is like, He's like that character that, you know, is is kind of boring. You know, I mean, we, we had this conversation off air about, like, cartoons in the 90s. How there's the trope about, like, the Hey Arnold or the mm-hmm. the Doug type of cartoon character. That was the main character of their own show, but the character with the least amount of personality around them. That's kind of who Mando is. He's, he's just a guy. I mean, he's not, not to say he, he's nobody or he's just somebody no one cares about, but we don't really know, his, we barely know his name. We don't know his face. Or we, we barely know his face. We really don't know what his, his lineage or where he's from or what he's done. We don't know much about him, but what a lot of people care about, what's the deal with Baby Yoda? You know, you hear Ahsoka's going to be in, all right, what's the deal with Ahsoka? You know Boba Fett's in and out? All right, what's the deal with Boba Fett? That's going to get people to watch. And... It's got to keep people sticking around. I don't think this Boba Fett thing is going to be that, like... I don't think it's going to take that long to figure it out. Do do you think there's a confirmation that Boba Fett was the guy in last season with the Spurs? Yeah, this is confirmation. Yeah, it's confirmation. Because they were on Tatooine at that point. Yeah, they were on Tatooine. Yeah, yeah. so this is definitely confirmation of that. Yeah, and that was theory at the time. Um, this confirms that. Which, again, just shows you. They even, this isn't something where they... they Clearly, they gave these guys the keys a long time ago. Yeah. Like, this wasn't something where they, they put that in there and, you know, or that, that was supposed to be someone else and last minute they are like, ah, we can use both of it now. It also makes me wonder if, honestly, I was going as far as wondering if this was a requirement. This was like, you guys want to do a, sh- a Mandalorian show. You got to have. Both put Boba Fett in it. Right. It always was weird that you'd even do this show. Yeah, I know. I mean, he is the, he's not, even though, again, he's not a real Mandalorian necessarily, he right. is the, he's the most notable person who wears Mandalorian armor mm-hmm. by far. He's one of the, you know, 10 most recognizable Star Wars characters probably in general. Yeah. So, it makes sense that you would give him that, that you would give him that armor and, um, and that, and that you put him in this show. To me, also, the another thing I wanted to, that I wanted to mention that, that you mentioned was, you know, the if and when Ahsoka shows up, we had had we've had some recent, you know, social media posts from some Disney accounts from other countries that have been essentially just just confirming Rosario Dawson's in the show. Wow, Ahsoka's in the show. I mean, again, the post some of these posts have been taken down, but but they they they've, they've and again, you don't know if they're going off of media reports. These are people from other countries, PR people, Disney PR people, kind of just saying stuff. You know, if that's just them kind of basing off what they know, or if this, this is official stuff that you're just leaking. Right. Um, but just more smoke to suggest that we're going to get us. We're we're definitely getting Ahsoka Tano. But when they talked about Sasha Banks, they still wouldn't say who she is. Mm. So I mean, that that's going to be an interesting one. It's going to be very interesting. I think when Ahsoka shows up, jeez, I don't know what's going to happen when. Ahsoka Again, you were talking internet breaking. Yeah. I mean Rosario Dawson. That's what that that's why the Rosario Dawson casting was so was was so intelligent because say what you want about Rosario Dawson. You know if you're not a fan of her as an actress, I mean I, I mean I think she's a pretty good actress. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but she's popular, man. Yeah. And the same way those people moved for Baby Yoda, basically Rosario Dawson's in the joint playing a Jedi. Oh man, the the I mean you were talking about money, you were talking about oh, Disney yeah. Plus subscriptions. When that gets when that gets when that gets revealed, yeah. Good luck, man. This Talk about it. reviving the Star Wars brand. Yeah. Which I don't think the brand's in in too much trouble yet, but yeah. But yeah, Kendall, we got our we got Mando, we got the season one, yeah. episode or season two, not season one. We got season two, episode <laughs> yeah, one, man. Crazy, crazy. Um, I give it a I give it a ten out of ten. I thought. Wow, was, ten out of ten. Shamar, yeah, you're like the dunk contest judge that a guy doesn't win me on the first dunk. Ten out of ten. <laughs> All right, so I guess you're not ready for the second round when guys start doing between the legs from the free throw line. <laughs> I can't I, give this a ten. I can't I, give I, I, I'll give it a nine out of ten. I give it a nine out of ten. Just off principle, I can't give the first episode. A 10 I didn't see Ahsoka wielding a lightsaber. I'll give it a nine out of ten. Yeah, nine out of ten is fair. You know, I go eight point five. You know, I think again, it wasn't like wasn't season finale kind of stakes, mm-hmm. but. You know, again, this is a very good show. And, you know, they, they executed it very well. Um, you know, again, I, you know, this is like a, you know, a, the 360, you know, from the wing. But, you know, nobody jumped from the free throw line. <laughs> nobody dunked over a seven-footer yet. You know, I'm still waiting look, for that. It's, look, what can I say, man? This show this is a very good show, man. They do a fantastic... I was sitting there... I was satisfied the entire time. He's talking about you know how if they would they would give you that scale you know that scale they give you after you have after you use Skype or whatever that how yeah, how was five stars how was your I've given it five stars yeah, it, you're not wrong about that I got everything I wanted it's satisfaction is I was one hundred percent satisfied right now it wasn't and so, so perfect I guess that is your okay. see now if we're if we're reading this from like a fan brain perspective yeah I mean yeah ten out of ten I'm satisfied you know most of these episodes will probably get a ten out of ten. But like in terms of like just pure like yeah, TV just, quality, just, yeah, just like balanced critic, you know, no, no partial. Yeah, it's hard to do. Yeah, I mean, sure. Of hard I mean, I give it, I give it a nine out of ten. I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was very, it was very good. Yeah, you know, it was a very good episode. Again, it didn't have you know, right, quite right, as right. much, I guess, action. I guess you could say. I mean, right. but it was, uh, it was a great episode. It was a great episode. Everything I would want in a season premiere. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a fun episode, and you know, I think this series is trending upwards. I mean, the Boba Fett thing alone probably should take it from me from an eight point five to a nine. Um, but yeah, yeah, very good episode, and uh, you know, I think this season again trending upwards. And this is an eight. This is an eight. This is an eight episode season. I don't know, honestly. Yeah, I, I believe it's eight episodes. Um, could be more. Maybe it's ten. I don't know. Um, but. You know, these are going to be, these are all going to be consequential. Especially if it's only eight. If it's only eight, then these are going to be consequential episodes. And, you know, um, I think Filoni's doing the fifth one, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Still got to circle that one. Five weeks in at the date when we could be getting the reveal mm. of the Padawan. The Apprentice. That's what we're the Padawan. The Apprentice Lives. But yeah, nah, I'm I'm excited uh, for the rest of the season. And last question I want to ask you: yeah. So we we got and there are, and there are eight episodes, by the way. Right, right. We got the confirmation tomorrow. Morrison's in this. We got the confirmation that he is playing Boba Fett. Is there any chance he also is playing Captain Rex? Yes, hundred percent. As be in, it. you think that is you think that is going to happen? You think it's as a, in it's, a strong as in possibility? It's, 
that he shows up. Captain Ratchet in this joint. And it's, and it's Storm Wars. And it's not the guy from, uh... <laughs> the, the, guy from, the guy from Return of the Jedi. Nah, if, he, if he's even still around, honestly. <laughs> not to sound dark. Yeah, unfortunately, man. Unfortunately, just with age and especially with everything going on right now. I mean, we don't know. But, um... But, yeah. Um... I, I do think it's it's definite it's one hundred percent a possibility. Um, is it likely? I mean, I don't know. I, and honestly, that's just because it, you know the agent, the agency, whatever it is, at Captain Rex. <laughs> yeah, I mean, true, they put man. Boba Fett. They didn't put Rex. <laughs> like, from from leaving one I'm side, just, it. they put Boba Fett, and they were right. They did not put Captain Rex. <laughs> so you imagine putting it both out of like cheese. <laughs> I didn't want to know all that. That yeah, boy. That, I'm, that I was is. fine with the Boba Fett. We kind of assumed, <laughs> kind of hoped, and kind of expected. Yeah, but. if if they just missed, it, <laughs> they just missed that. Disney's probably like, wow. <laughs> but um, but yeah, this is I. I think it's definitely a possibility because no one would see that coming. No. Even though they should, no one would still see that coming. <laughs> yeah. And it would just that would blow people's mind. People would be like, "Oh wow, yeah, because he was a clone." All right, he's a clone. And, they look you know, the same. Oh my god, what? <laughs> Yo, oh, Tamora Morrison, man. I mean, just the money he can make with this these characters. I don't know what he's been doing. Uh, yeah, I don't know how much money they gave him. I don't know. I don't know what big bag of money Disney threw at him. Yeah, but, but look, he's got. He's got. He could have a big one coming. I mean, he was first first Aquaman. Now, yeah. hey, well, yeah, he wasn't Aquaman. Now he's Boba Fett. Shout out. Tomorrow, Shout Morrison. Morrison, man, he's doing a great job. He's doing a fantastic job. But all right, so that that does it for our episode one recap. So you guys can look forward to Mandalorian recap reviews uh, every week. We will be reviewing this weekly. I will not be as busy. Kendall will be very busy, but we'll we'll find time. Maybe uh, maybe even get something on YouTube as well. Yeah, we'll try to get something on YouTube one of these days so so we'll try to get that to you guys as well uh so i did want to recap some of these comic book series as, as well uh so i caught up in the afra the dr afra comic i believe that's five issues in five or six issues um and all this is spoilers again so if yeah i'm not caught up and be talking about afra star wars and darth vader if you haven't caught up in any of those you could probably end the episode here. Uh, but I caught up in at the Afra comic. And I I mean, I'd be shocked at this point if Afra didn't get a show or something. I, I would really. Be, yeah. I mean, they're investing so much time and in, in energy in this character. I would be shocked if she didn't show up in something else. Because Disney isn't just going to get rid of Star Wars. And this character is an entertaining character. You know, she's not my favorite character. In the Star Wars universe, but she's an entertaining character to watch, and I think that's—I don't even think you can argue that. Or she's an entertaining character to read about, you know. So, and there's a—I'm sure there's there's plenty of actresses in Hollywood that can play her well. There's a million. There's already a million different dream casting. Chloe, Chloe, Bennett, Chloe Bennett being Chloe at the top Bennett of the types. list so far. I think she's almost typecast for this role. <laughs> so. So yeah, I, I mean I, and so far I'm enjoying it a lot. It's another. It's kind of similar to her other. It's being written by Alyssa Wong, who is an Asian American, um, you know, person, which I think adds to the diversity of the writers that they have on board. And she's yeah. writing Afra, who is a, of Asian descent, or you know, Star Wars Asian, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> Asian descent in the Star Wars universe, and it's written really well. 
Right. So lots <laughs> of thing with the Asian descent in Star Wars. Yeah. Like, what do they even mean? Yeah, well, yeah, you know, it's all it's all <laughs> weird. No one knows how to refer how to how to approach right. that issue. But um yeah, we do the best we can. But And we saw yeah, we saw um Yeah. We saw them at uh the last uh Lucasfilm publishing panel. Um not the last one, but I guess the one before that. Uh, at San Diego Comic Con. Yes, you yes. Know, Alyssa Wong she, was there. Yeah, she was Wong talking, was about, talking it. about it. She seemed very passionate about the project, and I can see it shining through. She's yeah. doing a fantastic job, I think, so far. That's great. With Afra, it's really entertaining. She's writing her really well. She's yeah. you know just as backstabbing and crazy as normal. Right. You know, um, getting all these all these hijinks running around, all these other bounty hunters and scoundrels. It reminds me of of. Um, I wouldn't say like Mando or necessarily, but just that kind of environment, running around with scoundrels, and she's running around with this Wookiee that's like a bounty hunter, and all these other, yeah. all these other people who are just not good people, but <laughs> but they're working together to make money, so it's is crazy. I highly highly recommend um, you guys uh, check that out. Um, you know, there's a new love interest in it, which of course is always new love interests uh, with her. And um, and uh, they also introduced someone that's related to, um, I believe it's General Tag, who's, who is one of the people Vader killed, choked out, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, apparently he's one of his relatives who has a lot of money and he's like a psychopath, um, you know, trying to collect all these wealthy artifacts and whatnot. It's fun. It's a fun read. I highly recommend you guys check that out. In uh, Darth Vader, um, I mean Greg Pak is this is another one. Greg Pak is doing a fantastic job with Darth Vader. Like a great, it's just like it's crazy what he's what Palpatine's putting Vader through. I mean Vader shows up back at Pal- he goes back to Palpatine after going through all this stuff with Sabe and and finding out because he found the droid that that helped lay help Padme give birth to Luke and Leia. Right. And he saw the recording of Padme saying, you know, they're still good in him in her last words. And he's just like, <laughs> he's, he's in so much grief. Yeah. And he goes back to Palpatine. And Palpatine is just like, oh, Yo, you're grieving. And he's like, this shows, it shows like weakness and whatnot. And he's like, just shot. He's just electrocuting him. Yeah. And Vader's like, you lied. You said that Padme, you said her, she was dead. And he's like, oh, you fool. I was using you and all this. Stuff. It's just messed up. And then he destroys Vader's body. He breaks his arm off, breaks his legs off. He brings him back to Mustafar. Drops him back at that place where he was burning before. Yeah. He drops him there. He starts burning again. And then he tells him, you know, he tells him to find his own way out. And as Palpatine's flying away, you see, like, Vader seeing a kind of a double, like, a flashback almost of Obi-Wan leaving him there to die. I'm like, oh, man, this is just... This is just putting Vader. This is put Vader through the ringer, man. It's crazy. It's very well written. So Vader is climbing his way out, one arm, you know. And apparently Palpatine sent some Sith assassin after him. So there's another Sith assassin. I forget his name. is It's hard to pronounce. I wouldn't pronounce it right anyway. It's like Ochi something something. Right. But uh, this guy looks. He has an interesting look. I don't know how I feel about it yet. It's it's interestingly colorful. It's like white, like red, and he has like this weird like. I don't even know what this weapon is, honestly. I have to see it in action. But he sent a Sith assassin after him, so we'll see if Vader survives. How he survives, 
and what happens after that. But the Vader comic has been fantastic. I am very impressed with Greg Pak. He did a good job last in the last. Uh, I think he finished off the Star Wars run last time. He did a great job. He's doing a fantastic job here. And the Star Wars comic has been great as well. Charles Soule working on the Star Wars comic. Where's Charles Soule right now is one of the... Well, he should finish, but I do yeah. want to ask that question. Yeah, so Charles Soule is doing a Star Wars comic. He is doing a very good job. Um, they He introduced one of the... Uh, um, he introduced someone who was one of Tarkin's... Uh, he's basically Tarkin's apprentice. Because Tarkin, uh-huh. he sent, he like recruited her basically, and she proved herself was worthy to him of being her apprentice. And you can tell Charles, you could tell tell Charles Soul read the Tarkin novel, um, because he he has the uses the Carrion Plateau, which is the Tarkin land from right. the Tarkin novel, and that's where Tarkin kind of proves himself as a tar- as a Tarkin <laughs> quote unquote, <laughs> and. He has this apprentice prove herself in these hunting grounds, and he has her using the carry and spike and stuff. I'm like, this is pretty crazy. So, um, and she, her mission at this point is just to get revenge for Tarkin's death. So she has a big grudge against Leia. Um, so she, her fleet is about to go into battle with Leia's fleet. So that's what's going on right now in the Star Wars novel. It's pretty interesting. It's good. So it's uh, so I'd say it's very well written so far. Um, and uh, about halfway through uh, the Thrawn novel, which is also very well written, uh, and I'll probably have a review for that in about uh, probably a few weeks, if not within, if not a few weeks, I'd say to a month at at the most. And then at that point, I'll jump into the uh, um, from a certain point of view. And I'm not reviewing. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I'm not reviewing the, um, uh, I forget, what was the other one I was reading before? Uh, I said it was just a, a copy of, of um, I don't know, I forget which, which audio book I was, I was listening to before. But it was just a copy, oh, this is the Afra audio, audio book. Right, yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah, it was just, it's a retelling of the events in the Darth yeah, Vader comic. Yeah, it came out recently. Yeah, so that. I will not be reviewing because it's a story I'd already read. I didn't realize it until I was a certain amount, certain way in, and I'm like, this is stuff that I've already read before, so I'm not probably not going to review that. So I'm just going to go through Thrawn, and then I'll jump into From a Certain Point of View for The Empire Strikes Back. But, Ken, I know you had a question about Charles Soule. Yeah, no, I was going to ask you, where, does, where do you feel like Charles Soule, before you get out of here, where do you think he ranks as a Star Wars writer at this point? You know, I feel like now, yeah. you know, he's kind of newer to the game, but um, you know, he started to put together quite the track record. Yeah. Um, you know, he doesn't go way back as Timothy's on necessarily, but <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, he's putting in quite the track record. Yeah. Um, I think he is I would say I would honestly say this Star Wars run so far, well I think it has been good. It hasn't necessarily been his best work. I mean it's so early on in the run, I don't even really know how to grade it. Because he's juggling a lot of characters and a lot of different things going on, so there's there's the whole thing with Lando and Cloud City, and you know there's a lot of other things going on. So right. I don't, I mean I can't really 
it's hard for me to really judge him based on this so far. But it hasn't been bad. It's been decent. The Star Wars run so far has been decent. And I, in terms of ranking, I don't really know. But he's definitely top five for, for sure. He's top five. I think there would be more competition if some of the other authors were still involved. People like um, Paul S. Kemp. Jeez, um, uh, uh, what's his name? I'm forgetting his name. They wrote, he wrote some of the older public um, novels. And he wrote a lot of Mass Effect stuff as well. I'm forgetting his name, but he is also fantastic. He wrote the Darth Bane trilogy as well. It's a fantastic Star Wars author. Um, people like James Lucino, who wrote Plagueis. And he wrote the Catalyst novel, which was also fantastic. Um, so, I mean, there are other people, but they've just not been as active as Charles Soule. But Charles Soule has been fantastic. So I, he's definitely top five. Hands down, top five. Probably in the top two or three. In terms yeah, of people sure. that are active yeah, right recently, now. recently, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that'll that'll do it for this show. Can I, do you have, any, have anything else to add? Anything else you want to throw in? Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. I think the theme of this episode is, you know, the biggest the biggest takeaway is Kanye West is a prequel lover. <laughs> <laughs> still, uh, still unbelievable. But, you know. It's Boba Fett. Mm. Yeah, Boba Fett. I mean... What's gonna? I mean, look. Next week we'll have another Mandalorian. The we'll end, have more episodes. To there review. will be there will be much less of a uh, hiatus. There will be, oh, much yeah, less there, hiatus be no hiatus going forward because the Mandalorian. Like, Mandalorian. Once we watch the Mandalorian, we'll just we'll just start taping. Yeah, we're just we're taping <laughs> we're taping the Mandalorian. Yeah, recaps. That's gonna be a weekly thing. Yeah. Do you have any? Do, I mean, do we know what the next episode is about or any no. title or anything? It's not to really preview. No. We don't, <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming. Do you think the Boba Fett thing gets gets squashed? Or not squash, but you think it gets brought up again next episode, or you got something that they revisit later. In the I'm thinking of something they're gonna revisit later. Right. That'll be my. Guess. I don't imagine it's still gonna be on Tatooine. You feel like they're probably gonna leave Tatooine now. Yeah. So that yeah, makes yeah, sense. I think so. Yeah, that's what you would think. Um, but yeah, it's still uh, very much up in the air. Yeah, we don't so know what ep- we don't want. Ne- we don't know what next ep- next uh, week's episode is gonna be about, but whatever it's about, we will be here. On the New Generation Podcast Network to review it. We'll be reviewing. We'll look forward to it. Uh, so that'll do it for this episode. Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm your host, Jamar, joined by Kendall. We will see you guys next time. Peace. <laughs>